Hello and welcome to the Brick Cave Blitz, the show where we break down the NFL uh, each and every week, getting neither bored nor concerned. We get a little bit concerned, we definitely get concerned. Uh, with me as always, wait, I haven't introduced myself. No, <laughs> not with me. I am the unusual Greg. Unusual underscore Greg on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> with me as always, this has been a weird start, I love it. <laughs> Thank, thank you for that intro. Um, yeah, I am with you, unusual underscore Greg, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I am Smith, and I am DRS underscore nineteen ninety four on Instagram only. Um, in the background, uh, I am Scruffy. Is just Scrufflord on Twitter. But as usual, this is not a good idea to follow me. Terrible idea. Absolutely yeah. rubbish content. Rubbish, nothing yeah, exactly. interesting oh, going God, on. The fucking cops. Oh my lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't follow him or you will be arrested. Um, <laughs> or aroused. Or aroused, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or maybe both at the same time. <laughs> yeah, We true. just don't know. People well, do get fear uh, bonus. That's true. That's 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 true. And I mean, ladies get fear bonus as well. I, where I, is yeah. this going? I thought they get fear Not sucked. a clue. Oh, I don't know where. No idea. No idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna just talk over Smith for a while just to make sure. Um, <laughs> guys, welcome to the penultimate week, and it wouldn't be the penultimate week of the regular season if we weren't gonna talk some fuckery. So let's move oh, on to yeah. the news, uh, where Ooh. Antonio Brown has done potentially the most Antonio Brown thing. Of his life. Um, so, for context, in this, during the Buccaneers Jets game, uh, Antonio Brown appeared to have an argument with the sideline and started stripping off, like, threw his jersey off. Apparently, I think it was Mike Evans tried to stop him. Um, he threw his jersey and his pads down. He took off his undershirt, threw that into the crowd, threw his glove into the crowd. And hop, skip, and a jumped to the locker room, um, never to be seen on the pitch again. Um, and a lot's come out around this. So apparently the timeline goes, as far as I know, again, this is all relative to the date we are recording, which is January the 7th. And it is gone. The, the timeline was that Bruce Arians and Antonio Brown had a conversation via text where Antonio Brown sent him picture of him saying in physio and he's saying i'm all in coach you know the ankle's giving me problems but i'm all in for the team it then proceeds that bruce arians so you know the the the, the game happens antonio brown storms off then we get to the press conference where bruce arians says that he's no longer a buck then all of this stuff is released uh antonio brown leaves the, the 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 stadium gets in an Uber, apparently, then goes to a basketball game a couple of days later, is released by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and has now released medical details saying that he has a shard of bone in his tendon and is having an operation next week at some point to have it removed. So his 2021-2022 career, sorry, season is over. Uh, you know, he's having this surgery. He's available to be picked up for the 2022 season, um, depending on his fitness levels, depending on a lot of things. 
but this this just the whole saga is incredible now bearing in mind the way he departed the Steelers the Raiders mm-hmm. going to the Patriots was released by the Patriots what do you guys think is going on like is this no we, we don't want to use the stigma you know in a bad way but is this mental health at its most explosive do you think it's just antonio brown being an absolute diva do you think this is coaching staff what what's going through your brains when when you hear this i think it's all of the above yeah i think it's a a big mix like there's the knowing you're injured and standing up for yeah i'm not playing because you it's going to fuck me up even more and that's going to not only affect the rest of the season but my future seasons yeah. So yeah. why the hell would you force me to do this? And then there's the yeah, the, it's sort of standing up. But I don't know what to think of like the. It's not throwing a strop. It's just going right. Well, fuck you then. Bye. Yeah, that's it's it. It's not I really mean... throwing a strop. It's not like how dare you? I can't get what you, I want because technically yeah. he's in the right. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, if he's legitimately injured, then yes, he's absolutely in the right. It could have been handled differently. But it should, he would have been in the right, especially if it's bad enough that he needs surgery to go forward. Like they cannot, if yeah. that's if that's medically proven that there is a shard of bone in his tendon, he needs surgery. Then it's absolutely fair play on you know on him to stay out of the game, but to leave so explosively. Now, I'm not sure what to take from this because obviously I, we, none of us will ever know the full story. But yeah. apparently. You know, with the way he was playing in that game, he looked good. He looked healthy. He was playing some good football. He had some good catches um, in the game. But then the the stuff that goes on afterwards, like, did it aggravate the injury? I can completely get it if it aggravated the injury. But the way he looked, hop, skipping and jumping off the field, I'm not sure to what, you know, degree that was him putting on a brave face or what, what was going on. What you know? Do you guys think this was literally him wanting to to flip the bird to the Buccaneers or what? So yeah, I think the the whole how he went about it, yeah, is a is to make a bigger statement of like, yeah, fuck you, I'm gone because yeah. it's not like he left the stadium. He like purposely ran across yeah. the Jets end zone, mm-hmm. um, which I can't remember. Did they have to? I don't think they were down that end anyway. But I was gonna say the. Would they have had to stop play for they him? They didn't stop play, across? I don't believe. Play wasn't stopped. Um, but yeah, I don't think they were anywhere near it. And I think it has to be a certain amount away from the line judges or something along that lines. But I mean, it's still, you know, it's still not good to just walk out onto the field of play anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was just yeah. thinking, like, you know, if, if somebody streaks or whatever, they usually stop the yeah. play, don't The thing they? is, when it's a player. Yeah who is on the sidelines, it's kind of... A, it's not a grey area, because they should still stop it, but at the end of the day, if the player's down the other end of the field, then there's not really too much problem if it's a player who's already been vetted and not really going to cause too much issues. Yeah, absolutely. If it's a and fan running the... onto the pitch, they have no idea what they could do. Yeah. <laughs> Versus... Well, but I think you... it's also the fact that a fan doesn't streak onto the pitch to be respectful distance away no. from the play at hand and into the, uh, you know, the far away end zone sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. You know, the, the, the streak is doing it for attention so they get as close as possible to the action. So, yeah, I think that's the major difference there. I yeah. like that line of, like, well, it, it's a it's a fan, so you have no idea what they're going to do, but it's he's also it's Antonio Brown, Brown so you don't yeah. know what he's going to do. <laughs> yeah, was yeah, gonna actually 100%. It's like, you never know what he's going to do, as proven case in point. I mean, yeah. 
the thing is, I would say it's less... I, personally, reading <coughs> a lot of stuff, reading the text messages, reading his response through an attorney, because let's be honest, if Antonio Brown made a response in his own words, it would pretty much be unreadable um, based on the text messages. Just purely the grammar is really hard to understand, and that's not a, that's not a slight on him. It's just the way he writes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I say it, it's one of those weird yeah, things. I think really I think the one that bugs me the most is him slating the the Tom Brady's trainer. Like yes. that that one didn't make sense to me on two fronts. Okay, the 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 wording was kind of iffy, but the fact that the trainer responded, "Yeah, let yeah. me know, and I'll get all your money back to you." It was like. Where where's the problem here? He said yeah, he'll get the money back to you. You've made a down payment. He'll get it back to you. I don't see problem? where the problem is, but Antonio Brown's forking out as if it's like, oh, this guy's taken my hundred grand and I'll never see him again. I I I just don't get it. I mean, Doesn't it show in the text that the guy said, yeah, just send me your bank details. And yeah, send it does. It That's now. the point. Yeah. Yeah. Like he he literally said, sure, I'll pay you. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll give you. Where's your the problem with this? Back. Like. And yeah. also, I think this is more diva than mental health. I think mental health plays a part in it. I definitely do. But you cannot, no matter if you have, I can't remember what it's what the actual condition is because it's off. It begins with a C. I know that much. It's the um, contishness. Hmm? <laughs> well, Contishness. Yes. Um, it's the degenerative uh, part CTE. that comes from a lot of concussions. CTE, yeah. Yeah, that's the one, CTE. Um, but I think it's partially that. But he can't hide behind it. You can't just go, oh, it's 100% this. Oh, well, yeah. it's me. You can't do that. Because plenty of other people with CTE are not this bad. And Just for clarification, the full name is Chronic Traumatic Encephalopathy. Encephalopathy? Encephalopathy. It's such a long name. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but... Encephalopathy. Um, there you go. Encephalopathy. Um, <laughs> it, it's yeah. basically, yeah. It's, it, but the point is, like, you read this entire statement from through his attorney, and it just reads ridiculous. Mm. I'm going to be honest. Like, the fact that every single... So he his, his version of events with Arians is completely different to everything that you see on the screen. He seems to forget that there's multiple camera angles, and none of it matches up. Yeah, um, this is this is the problem, and it's like, and my my favorite one is there is a line I just want to pull up. Um, first of all, Bruce Arians would not say the things he's he's mentioned to have said. Um, so basically, yeah, it's just he was proper good in interviews. He was good on that front. He's just an all round balanced guy. Bruce Arians. Um, the fact that Brown is effectively saying that he just was, quite frankly, malicious on the sideline doesn't match up at all with the person. Yeah. In my opinion. It doesn't match up with Arians at all. And it's, I'm not saying he's lying, but I'm saying there's a lot of problems with his account. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, he, if anything, he has proved himself an unreliable narrator um, mm. throughout a lot of his problems. Um, so we'll just have to kind of see where it goes from there. Mm. I, I, again, I don't see him playing in the NFL again. Um, I reached out to Fenners and Murph, uh, of the Unpacked podcast just to get their take on it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I say reached out as if we don't have a group chat that's going, and we've just been <laughs> chatting all the time anyway. Um, but they they both convinced if he was, you know, healthy, he'd actually be playing in the playoffs this year. Um, I I say I I just don't see it. I don't see him. Yeah. The thing is, for me, it's one of those things. Is like, don't get me wrong. He is a talented football player. He mm. can, you know, once he's got the scheme down, he can catch balls, runs, and make plays. He is that. He is a talented football player. But it's the problems that he has been disruptive to multiple franchises over the past three years. His exit mm. from the Steelers, his entrance and exit from the Raiders, his ex- entrance and exit from the Patriots, and you know, what we thought was going to be a stabilizing. Yeah. place for him at the Buccaneers with Tom Brady having mm. his back Bruce Arian saying that had one chance and you know otherwise he was out I just don't know that there's any other franchise mm. that it's worth taking a risk on him because yeah he can make some great plays but also the next day he can make some absolute drama for your franchise and I just don't know whether it's worth it you don't know what you're going to get with him I mean, the only the only place I could really feel that someone with that sort of attitude towards anything would fit is Vegas. Yeah, but he's already burned his bridges there. Exactly, and and the yeah. fact is, if you if you don't even fit in in Vegas with their entire yeah. attitude, where on yeah. earth are you gonna fit in? Like, realistically, like his his line at the end, it's just like, once the surgery is complete, I'll be back to one hundred percent and looking forward to next season. What season? Yeah, again, what? I say <laughs> there, there there might be a team, you know. There might, but that team will uh, sideline him. I don't say if you're picking him up, you're picking him up to play. You're picking him up to play. I you're just, not going to yeah. go, I've got this Antonio Brown fella, I'm going to put him on the bench just to make him cool off. You are going to play him because he is mm. a talented receiver. He but is. it is balancing that getting that talent on the pitch consistently and doing what you need him to do, not on the sidelines bitching and moaning again you know fair enough if he is injured he is injured but why did they bring him off injured reserve if you know because i say at the start of january he was on injured reserve because of this ankle now again he might have re-aggravated it might done something in the game but we just don't know and i say he was on the you know he played one game after this one or two games after coming back from injured reserve and having the whole issue with a fake COVID, you know, passport um, in December, which meant he was banned for three games. Obviously, two of them he was on the injured reserve list for anyway. I just yeah. don't know whether it's worth having him on a sideline. And that's, I say, that's my personal opinion. If I'm proved wrong, I'm proved wrong. But I just don't think, you know, when I'm thinking about teams at the moment, I don't think there's a team that is worth the punt for him. No, and I think another point to make of the many points we could make, yeah. but because <clears throat> there are tons, um, the point is he even states that the team didn't know that there was bone in the uh, bone in his um, bone fragment stuck in the ankle. Mm-hmm. Um, it, he even states that what the team didn't know until then. So how could the team realistically have? really known so you can't blame the team for not knowing something you didn't tell them yeah i mean that's the thing like they, they knew about the ankle and yeah. going into the game yeah. but not the extent you know no absolutely nobody and, knew the extent not yeah. even he did so i think i think the point is that he's 
he is alleging a cover-up where there probably isn't one. Yeah. Because everything that the Bucks is saying is just, well, this is the case. If he wants to say and start talking, then sure. But there's no proof that Bruce Arians sent those texts. That's no. not been confirmed. So I'm, I'm sure if it had been Bruce Arians who sent them, they would have wanted to confirm that immediately. I don't know. I say it's one of those things where I just don't. It's 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 out of their kind of. I don't. I I say it's one of those things where like, would you want to waste time responding to every little thing Antonio Brown announces? I probably wouldn't. No, and at the and at the end of the day, he's the one killing his career here, not the Bucks. The Bucks just don't want him there if they're gonna if he's gonna cause problems. Yeah. Like which any team would do. It's not the team's fault. It's because they kind of have to. <laughs> any employer would do it. Anyone in the real mm. world would do it. You've just got to do that. It's just yeah. And he was. He even asked for two million in incentives before this. Game. Right. To be fair though, in in his That's defense for that, it's not a negative because if he has owed those incentives, mm. he has owed that money. Oh no, I'm not talking about the stuff he's owed. That, that, fair enough. He actually asked for more. And no, he didn't. No, the Bucks denied, and that's been mentioned by the Bucks. They actually d- uh, declined it. Where is it? Um, they declined <laughs> him because it was um, he hadn't earned those guaranteed incentives yet. That's yeah, that's so, what I read at least. Yeah, because he had um, he needed eleven more catches. He needed three touchdowns. Yeah, uh, additional two hundred eighty-one receiving yards. That's it. Yeah, he um, hadn't earned those incentives yet because he if he'd have stayed for at least you know the, the rest of that game, he probably could have got those incentives. Yeah. Um, and it definitely could have got it if he was fit and healthy for the final mm. game. I think I think that does come into this a little bit. Yeah, the fact that he was um, denied a guaranteed two million. I think that's that's what he he tried to get them to guarantee it. Yeah, but that's that. Yeah, but they didn't. But again, obviously, in, he hadn't earned them, as you say. Yeah. Well, that's it exactly. He hadn't earned those incentives yet. <laughs> yeah, so like why a, would you yeah. say, well, why, I'm not going to give you two million out of pocket if you yeah. don't earn it? You show up on the pitch. You do your job yeah. on the pitch. Because I say, when you look at those stats, what was it? Eleven catches, eighty mm, something yards. It's completely doable. He said completely he wasn't getting doable. enough throws to him on the pitch as well. That was a part of the reason he was getting angry. For, and therefore, you kind of look at it and go, well, the incentives probably did pay a part here. Mm. Because if he's not getting the throws, he's not going to get the catches, which means he's not going to get his bonuses, and he's not going to get his touchdowns. Um, but I say, you look at, like... Sorry to, to kind of harp this on a bit, but you no. look at the receiving threats that you have for the Buccaneers at the moment, because mm. you've got Goodwin out, you got quite a few of the receiving core out, it's you're sharing... Those kind of touches between you, you thinking like Gronkowski, Evans, are those those are your two big guys who you would throw to. You can't throw to those two every single down of the game. So of course Antonio Brown was going to get it if he was able to play the last game of the season. You know, because mm. if you think you have three or four more catches in this game, you're halfway there. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you can't force a player to play. You can't. You, you just can't do that. It's their choice. Mm. So Brown took the choice to play here. Regardless of whether he felt pressured to play or not, he still took the choice. So, I don't know. It's it's complicated, basically. It's what we're saying. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's very complicated. No one knows both sides of the story, but it's leading towards the Bucks rather than leaning into his course. That's it. That's it. Like I, <clears> I, I do think... 
the Bucks are going to come out on top with this one. Um, I, I say I just don't see, I don't see where he's going to go in twenty twenty two. I just don't. Yeah, I, I just don't think. He can. The thing is, knowing sports and knowing sports like this, just in general, just off the top of my head, he probably will go somewhere. Generally, people still do, even though they've apparently ruined careers and stuff like that. Mm. That they always find a way to go somewhere. Um, always find a way to move on. So, I think regardless what happens, he'll go somewhere. But I mean, even if he doesn't, like he's got enough. He's got to have enough money off of his paycheck for ages. Well, the the you know the amount they spend the those rich and famous yeah. guys. I don't know. And but he, let's leave the Antonio Brown it. talk there. Um, yeah. and and move on. Just before mm-hmm. we move on, I'm just going to crack this drink. There we go. I, uh, I was just going to very quickly say, just as mm-hmm. the last thing, it was either last week or the week before, I'm sure we discussed about um, whether like play- players are worth joining the team because of their egos and stuff like that for specific <laughs> players. Yes. He's not just ego. He is ego and drama and bad publicity. Mm. and it, He just seems like... Regardless Sorry. of him being a good player, he's too big a risk. Yeah. Yes. It's more than an ego, is what I'd say. Um, and then I was I, the only other thing that I can say that it sort of reminds me of is it does kind of it does kind of remind me a bit of uh, Kanye West's outbursts, and he's yes. he came out as bipolar. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if there was some mental health problems going on here, which means you can't fault Antonio Brown fully. If yeah. that's the case, you you just can't. You can never fault someone for their own mental health issues because that that shit happens in your brain. That's not that's not a person's choice. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Um, I say I, I I don't want to blame it all on mental health because it gives no. mental health a bad name. If you say yeah. this this is purely mental health, you give yeah, such a bad name to people who don't deserve that kind of discredit. And then um, they can use it as an excuse. Did you continue talking over you opening a drink? I did. Yeah. <laughs> I did. At I least dis- I tried to pause the podcast. Away from I am me. a disrespectful bastard. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, just to let you know, audience of the Brick Cave Blitz, Scruffy fucking hates you. No, um... I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's just the thing is, I try, I, I try to open it away from the mic. So believe me, if I open it in front of the mic, you'd hear it. Um, we heard really it then. Loud, really loud. I'd destroy your ears if I open yeah. it in front of the mic. <laughs> and on that note. Audience, I love you because I tried to pause the podcast <laughs> to open my drink. Yes. So there was a clear indication of where to cut so I could open the drink <laughs> away from the mic mm. and not insult your ears. So um, I, I, I'll just say, audience, uh, so we've clearly got one person that hates you, one person that loves you, and I nothing you. So let Oh, that damn. <laughs> I, I don't know which is worse. <laughs> <laughs> Hates or nothing. Hmm. No. If somebody told me they nothinged me, mm, I am then like I pay. Sort of they're in, not just indifferent. They think about me so little mm. that, like you know, I'm I'm a, such a little impact on your, their Ooh. life. If as if somebody says they hated me, at least I'm a part of their life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have emotions toward you. If I if I nothing someone, <laughs> I feel like that's a big stab in the heart. So that's that's kind of brutal. That's kind of brutal. Where is that being it's my favorite go to. Some scrubs. Would, I think that would be cut from when you open your drink. <laughs> from when I open my drink? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to cut the rest of the segment? <laughs> I think so. most of that segment was just talking about. No, no, you've got to leave Smith's parts in. Yeah, I am 100%. If you cut it out, I'm going to bring it up later on again. 
I'm not in the audience. Okay, so we're not cutting that segment then. There we go. Well, just cut the little pieces out. Like, cut cut my drink out. Oh, I'm just going to... I'm literally going to cut your drink out, and then I'm just going to cut Smith up. No, you'll have to cut it back in again, because otherwise my little rant doesn't make any sense. No, what I'm just going to do is I'm just going to cut that, and I'm just going to cut Smith's words into sentences. Maybe we should, you know, (laughs) move on, because this is just... Yeah, this is no rolling into madness. Yeah. We hello, welcome to Agency of Cap- Chaos episode two. Um, Agency of Capers. Agency of Capers. There you go. It's our. It's that's the front of our Agency of Chaos. Oh, um, shall we move on to the predictions, where we predicted games, and some of us may or may not have won or lost. Yes, we shall. Um, beginning with Raiders at the Colts, which no one won. No one won, and. No. Yet a fucking again. Yeah. yeah, he does win by a kick. Yep. Seems to be a common theme. Mm-hmm. This, you say, it was just one of those dumb things where neither of us thought, because of the, the form that the Colts have had going into this game, Jonathan Taylor wrecking the turf, all this kind of stuff, he's setting himself up for such a season. But no, none of us could have predicted the Raiders would be able to keep it close because they're, you know failing offences and all that kind of stuff. I just don't know where they are as a franchise. I don't think they do either. But just to, for them to keep up with this was insane. Absolutely. <sighs> yeah, I'm not going I don't have I don't have anything else to say on about that. We like talked about them last week or it's like I am getting in like <clears throat> it's one of them where they, they do show some forms of promise but they never show enough to be like, yeah, they're definitely going to win this game. And then they always end up winning by a kick. And I'm pretty sure, as I said last time, I really don't want to go against them because I know they'll win against a kick, but I think the Colts will win it. And they won by a fucking kick. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think the trouble is to say, if you just said to me that, you know, early on in the season, you know, about week three or four, that we would be saying that the Raiders might win by a kick, they also might lose dramatically. I wouldn't have believed you, just the way with that franchise was going. You know, with Derek Henry proving... Not Derek Henry, sorry. De- uh, Derek, Derek Carr. Carr. That's the one. Um, proving that he could actually be a very good quarterback. I think that the the out off, you know, off-pitch drama has just got to that team dramatically. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was always going to happen. Yeah. But yeah... <laughs> it's a perfect point to segue into the Broncos at Chargers, I think. But to cover the score on the Raiders Colts, just because I don't think we have it, it was 23 yep. to the Raiders, 20 to the Colts. Fantastic. Um, but moving on from that one, on to the Broncos at the Chargers. Smith was uh, alongside Fenners with predicting that the Chargers yep, would win. And Fenners? Yep. Smith By a, Fenners. a hefty margin. Yep. yep. Tw- 21 uh, points. Bron- yeah, um, Broncos at Chargers, I'm just trying to get that up, uh, was Broncos 13, Chargers 34. Yeah, I mean... Quite a chunk. I mean, that's that's the thing. I said on the podcast, the Chargers are a good team. I don't like betting against them. I did, you know, I did have an inkling that they would win this, but the way they performed last week, going against... Um, you know that that kind of defense. I thought maybe this defense would hold up and be able to stop them. Um, if if you know, give them kind of the pattern on how to do it. But you know, gunslinger's gonna gunsling. Um, and Justin Herbert 
you know, 22 of 31, two touchdowns, 237 yards. He's a great quarterback, and as long as they can keep their, you know, receiving players healthy, they're going to be a very good team going forward. I think, as I say, like, going forward, they could be a, a big playoff threat because they're just one of those teams that you just, you know, you don't know where they're going to be on the regular season, let alone where they're going to be in the postseason. So, yeah. Um, I, I will say as well, like, um, during this game, one of the things that quite rarely happens, because I, I looked through all the teams today as we were prepping for something else, um, that obviously during this game, the Chargers scored a 101-yard uh, kick return touchdown. Correct. And then obviously got the kick. So even without those seven points, obviously they still would have won by a bit of a margin. Um mm. Because I know they're a bit, they're like, they're like freak points, really. <laughs> like, because um, when I was looking through all the teams today, there is eight teams out of the entire NFL mm-hmm. who have scored kick return touchdowns this season, and that's it. Mm. And there's is only that eight teams, or is that eight kick return touchdowns? No, there's eight teams, and okay. only one of those teams has scored two kick re- returns. Everybody I know which team one. that is. Which one? That's the Jacksonville Jags. They scored two punt returns in a row, didn't they? Nope. Was it the, not? the Vikings have it? scored two kick returns. Oh, I think you're of thinking of punt returns. the field goal return. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, in regards yeah, to like... Jamal kick, Agnew actual... got the, a punt return or a kick yeah. return and then... A field goal that was returned for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, the actual kickoff returns. Only eight teams have done it, and one of those eight teams has done it twice. There you go. And it was the Vikings. So yeah, yep. mental. Yeah. Again, another perfect moment to segue. Mm. Um, on from the Broncos at Chargers, uh, on to the Vikings at the Packers. Everyone predicted the Packers. The Packers did in fact win. Thank goodness. Uh, that was Packers 37, Vikings 10. God love it. Yeah, so obviously this game was marred <laughs> by uh, Kirk Cousins going into COVID protocol, uh, bringing on Sean Mannion as their main quarterback threat. Keelan Mond, their, I think it was third round draft pick. Uh, quarterback came in for one series, uh, went two or three for five yards. Um you can't really say much about this game except that they stopped the run and therefore stopped the Vikings offense and then put up Mm. 37 points on purely just the Packers being the Packers. Um, This was a great game for a couple of regards in the fact that, you know, I think it was in this game that Devontae Adams took over as the Packers uh, leading touchdown or is it just getting touchdowns from Aaron Rodgers? Can't remember which, but he, he passed Jordy Nelson for that accolade. Um, and yeah, just uh, like obviously we got to that point where Jordan Love came on the pitch, and I thought Jordan Love looked good. Um, still not there a hundred percent to take over next year, but I think he'll be fine when it comes down to it. Um, but yeah, this this game secured uh, the number one seed in the NFC. Whoop. There was also an interesting stat on Adams as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember if you mentioned this one. He has now passed Don Hudson. 
for the fourth most yes. receiving yards in the Packers' history. He yes. got a lot of records in this game, yes. to be fair. He actually moved into quite some nice... Like he's um, three-plus receptions in 63 straight games, fourth longest streak since 1950, which is probably one of my favourite, most random inf- pieces of information. Yeah. Um, um, score in the second quarter was his 13th career receiving touchdown versus Vikings. Nice. Most versus middle time. Um, and 100-plus receiving yards for the 31st time in his career. And only James Lofton has more such games among Packers players since 50. Mental. So it's really, really interesting stuff that he's had. Yeah. He's tied Antonio Brown for the most games with 10-plus receiving, 100-plus receiving yards, and 1-plus receiving touchdown. There you go. So Antonio Brown has made game, his way in. <laughs> there we go. There we go. We, we're once again talking about AB. I think it was also in this game where... Um, the running back duo of Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon collectively uh, have a thousand yards each, mm-hmm. um, making them like the biggest running threat in the NFL at the NFL at the moment. They're terrifyingly good. Like, oh, good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they are an absolute beast of a pair. Yeah, absolutely. Like... Sorry, Smith. Uh. Did you want to say a word or two? <laughs> No, I, I was honestly, I had to look at the stats because I honestly never even noticed Jordan Love came on the pitch and was yeah. doing Monopoly or something at the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this was like, this was about 4 a.m., no, 3 a.m. at this yeah. point. So. That would have been very yeah. good. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, because this, this, this was the, this was the Monday night, uh, the Sunday start. night game, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were just stuck playing Ukatoa or something. Oh, no, I think, yes, I think I was watching Sam play The Witcher because I'd never played it before. <laughs> He's teaching me the ropes. Uh-huh. Annoying story, a little anecdote about this game. Okay, oh, my phone, my watch is oh, going is, off. Is this the story between Rogers and Adams? No. Oh. Okay, then. Uh- <laughs> do, do you want me so, to tell that that I'd heard? Or? Yeah, you can tell that and I'll I'll stay silent. I'm so, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I just thought it was that same one where... Um, basically, Adams was on his <clears throat> on his way to a meal with his wife in the car mm. or something like that, and Aaron Rodgers texted him like a, a nice texting, like that he's the best player that he's ever played with, and all that stuff, and just showing him so much love and all that. Yeah. And um, apparently, Adams like stopped the car and said, "You're gonna have to drive because I'm tearing up." Yeah. <laughs> That's a great. Story. No, no, I heard, I heard that. It was really nice. Um, and Cause not wrong. What What was no. he on? Was he Was he on like an ESPN chat show or something? Because he he was like, I know he said before, because when when Rogers was telling us, so he's like, if you look at the stats, it's completely mm. true in that way, but oh, also yeah. personality wise, yeah, as well. I mean, yeah, it's 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 an interesting one. Um, hopefully, this win. To clinch top, clinch the number one seed, leads to a better run than they've normally had in the playoffs when they've clinched number one. Um, I mean, I mean, let's, don't let's talk it. about that. Let's talk no, about let's... that. So we are talking oh, yeah. about a team that three years out of three for head coach Matt Lafleur hmm. have won the NFC North, clinched number one seed, clinched playoff berth. Uh, you know, first week playoff by, got to the NFC Championship game, mm. okay, and then lost it. Yeah, For a first time head coach, I am okay with those stats. 
Yeah, you, game. Who've they lost to in the past? So the first game, uh, the first year of Matt LaFleur's tenure, it was the San Francisco 49ers who went on to lose that Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs. Last year, they lost against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers went on to win against the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. Mm. I think, just looking at the stat, the last time Packers advanced to the Super Bowl as the number one seed was in 96. And that was when they won. That was when they lost. Yeah. That was when they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, Super before, Bowl before the last two years, as I just mentioned. Yeah, yeah Super Bowl Jesus 31 Christ. was that. That was before my brother was born. <laughs> like that was the last time they've been number one seed and got to the Super Bowl. I think this is as good a chance as they are going to get to get through that. Sort Since of, last it's, year, it's, it's a bit like a Packers curse, really, isn't it? Seems like a bit of a curse on them that they can never sort of get through that final bit. Like they get into number one and then just ugh. <laughs> they sort of again. Lose it we are hurdle. talking about. The, I mean, I say like the first mean, year yeah. of Matt Lafleur's head coach era. You can kind of understand that. As I can say, like, th- th- see, this is the game for me that when I talk about San Francisco's defense, I have flashbacks. That the defense <laughs> from the twenty nine, uh, what was it, twenty twenty mm. NFC Championship game against the Forty ers they still give me nightmares. That defense gives me nightmares. The mm. way that they shut down everything the Packers tried to do. Mm. The the you know the 2021 NFC Championship game doesn't give me as much of a nightmare because that was just the the Packers completely imploding from having a season of running over teams. Um, they've gone from this and then, but as I've said to a lot of people this year, I think this year's team is different. I think this year's team is more scrappy. It finds ways to win games that it theoretically shouldn't. Sure, yes. it's had a couple of bad games. You know, you talk about week one against New Orleans, but I think the team has evolved so much further than that. You know, the loss against Kansas City, where we barely lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, that was a game that, if you looked at the special teams, if you looked at, you know, throwing a bit more better play calling towards Jordan Love, we could have won that game. And we could be looking at a 14-2 and Packers team rather than a 13-3 and at the moment. Um, but that's just it. But then I say, even then, okay, regular season, Matt LaFleur is 39 and nine. He is the head coach with the biggest win ratio of any head coach in this first three years. Mm. So this, this team is not a bad team. Sure. If they don't get to the NFC championship game, nobody's going to get fired. Like, if they get to the NFC Championship game and they lose, nobody's going to get fired. If they don't make it, nobody's going to lose their jobs because this is a damn good football team. Mm. Well-coached football team. And that's it. Like, you know, only one team out of the, you know, out of the this, this you know, 14 teams that go through can get to the, the Super Bowl. And I think that's just one thing we just have to understand about this game. And it can be a bit of luck sometimes. 100%. When it comes to that last bit, nobody can predict the playoffs. The playoffs, no. the the, the playoffs <laughs> are a couple of the hardest games. I have had some such bad flubs today. You do um, kind of have to pray off, though. Yeah, <laughs> there is sort of a bit of a pray off between teams fans, so I understand that one. But yeah, no, they say like the, the the playoff games are some of the hardest to predict, and they always mm. will be because 
teams seem to find a little bit more in these games than they would have in the regular season games. Because these are all or nothing games. These are do or die games. It's like the Bucks. Like, I, I can strongly see them getting into the Super Bowl. Just purely because of how... Well, Brady does not give up. He is the sort of person to not give up at any point unless he's got a surface in his hand. But <laughs> No, he didn't give up. The surface gave up. <laughs> the surface gave up living, yeah. But, I mean, the, the point is, then you also have Aaron Rodgers, who is exactly the same. Like, I wouldn't say even exactly on a bro- the same, but yeah. Well, See, he, I, he I think better. the difference between <laughs> them as quarterbacks is mm. um, Brady is a, a bit more... I'd say, like, knowledgeable in the sport, but Aaron yeah. Rodgers is a lot better at thinking of his feet and being creative with the ball and the plays. He knows how to actually change up his... He knows how to just sort of go, right, nothing's going well for me, let's try something new. <laughs> and then he just goes ahead and does it, even on a broken toe. Like, I this think... is, again, a point that has to be made. <laughs> I, I think I disagree with you. Purely because Aaron Rodgers seems to memorise plays. His football IQ is yards above anything I've I've seen anybody else. He can recall plays seemingly from his college days. Now, bearing in mind, this is his 17th season in the NFL, I want to say. So we're talking about plays that he made 18, 19 years ago. And he can talk about them as if they happened yesterday. Mm, And it's it's incredible to watch. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not calling him dumb by. No, no, no. I never saying. said you were. I never said you were. <laughs> but I just think there's the, there's that, that there seems to be this idea that Aaron Rodgers is is quick on his feet and and improvising and then just moves on. I don't mm. think that. I think it's just that he has seen so much and done so much. He knows what has gone wrong for him in the past and is able to counteract it. I think well, that's what I mean. Like he he yeah. can wear as like I don't think Brady would as usual anyway. If something doesn't go the way that they'd planned, say like yeah. a part of the old line breaks down, I feel like at Rogers is better at dealing with that than Brady is. Mm. I think I think the main difference in my head is that Aaron Rodgers can make any receiver look good, whereas Tom Brady makes good receivers look great. And I don't know which is better or which is worse. I, I would argue that actually making someone who doesn't necessarily always look good, being made look good, is mm. the better trait. Because if you could make someone who wouldn't necessarily be considered, like, brilliant, yeah. or who would sort of be considered bog average, and if you can take them and make them look good, you've got to have something special to do that. Brady, on the other hand, is effectively just doing brilliant passes to brilliant players, which makes them look better. Which I think that's sort of how I take it. But at the the end of the day, I don't think it's purely Aaron Rodgers thinking on his feet. What I was going to sort of jump in there and say is, I think it's a bit of both. He knows so much that he can improvise on the spot, which Brady doesn't really do. And I think that's that's the difference. I think the point is that Aaron Rodgers knows enough that he can go, this isn't working. And as you say, his recall is insane. How would I have done it? 12 seasons ago. Yeah, absolutely. And then he pulls that 100% back. It's brilliant. I think it's also a case of we have to, we always have to give credit to Matt LaFleur's coaching. I think yes. Matt LaFleur is one of the best head coaches, if not the best head coach in the league. Um, and I say I'm looking forward to having him as my head coach for 
donkey's years to come. I mean, Mike McCarthy as an average to good head coach. Don't I say I've got no hate for Mike McCarthy. I just don't think he's that fantastic a head coach. My, Matt Lafleur is so much better, and we had McCarthy for about eleven years. I want to say. Mm. I'm looking forward to twenty two of Matt Lafleur because he is a young head coach. He could stay at the team. How old you know, is he? Ages. I think he's only like twenty eight. What six? Well, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Seriously. Born 1979. He's 42. Oh, no, wait. Yeah, there you go. He's 42. 42, but even then... He looks... Right, he does does not look look 42. 42. He looks 30s at least. Yeah. (laughs) Like, seriously, that that man looks exceptional for the age he actually is. He's not got a single grey hair on his head. He has in his beard, but... Oh, yeah, but that that beard makes him look so much more sexy. The thing is, you never see him... One thing which I've always sort of thought about Matt LaFleur is... You see him on the sideline. He's never shouting his head off. No. He's never getting animated. He's never getting annoyed. He's just stood there getting on with it. And that's something which I have not... When you see shots of all the other coaches, they're getting annoyed at the umpires. They're getting annoyed because a call hasn't gone their way. When a call hasn't gone Lafleur's way, you'll notice because you can see he looks annoyed. But then it's gone as quickly as it came. And I think that's something which I really like about him as a coach. He just... See, I should have known he wasn't in his 20s because Sean McVay <laughs> holds the record for yeah. being the youngest head coach. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I think the point is he's exceptional. Mm, he's oh, honestly yeah. exceptional. Matt LaFleur is honestly exceptional purely because of how level-headed he can be during some yeah. really tense parts of a match. And how much of a doof he is. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> we have commented on this in the previous podcast, if I remember. Oh, correctly. yeah. I'd, um, I'd let him bang me in the back alley. <laughs> And on that note, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean we have been talking segue. about the Packers for about fifteen minutes. At yeah, this that point, is a so. perfect segue into the scores and the doors. Now the question is, do we want to run down the scores and the doors quite quickly, given how many predictions we've got? We'll do it quickly, but not as in rapid fire. No, it's not going to be like this is the score. This is the score. We're basically just going to go. Yeah. This is the score. Give me a sentence. Yeah. Um, sure thing. Which I think is probably the best way to go. About <laughs> I this. imagine how he's like uh, Stuart as that um, Danny DeVito meme, where he's like, "Oh yeah, we just want to do the. Uh, so uh, how fast do we want to do these memes? Oh, we just want to do them, you know, fast, but not firing them off. And then it's uh, Stuart with that Danny DeVito. Said, so I just started blasting them off. <laughs> <laughs> so I just started blasting. <laughs> just started blasting. Is <laughs> Oh my god, yes. Um, but yeah, I think yeah. Let's, I need to try and get the scores properly because I'm pretty certain they are there. Yes, they are. Um, also, just on a side note, because the first game involves, and I'm just going to segue using this, um, the Eagles at the Racists. Speaking of the Racists, before I get into the score, um, has anyone seen the video of their new helmet? Yeah. Oh, their new helmet? No, 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 I haven't yeah. seen it. Yeah. Um, there was a video where they blurred it out completely, obviously. They were always going to do that. But they forgot to blur out the back of it. Brilliant. Um, so you can just see this tiny little W, and it looks like it has an A in it. Like a so W with an A in the middle. following on from that then, did you see the news story where somebody had uh, registered, I think it was registered and trademarked, uh, WashingtonAdmirals.org <laughs> or something like that, oh, and it redirected to the football team's homepage. Oh, uh, if they got Admiral, that would. I, See, personally... I, thought, I thought you were going to make a, new, a joke like, you know how 
a lot of helmets say like obviously stop hate and end racism in on the back of them like the back of the washington helmet says start racism again or something stupid like that oh jesus yeah <laughs> i think it's incredibly likely to be admirals yeah given the fact that their new uniforms have stars and i don't think that's related to anything they've had it's just very there is also a major league quidditch team that holds the name washington admirals just a random point. Uh, oh, what did you just fucking say? Yeah, Major League Quidditch is a thing. I love this planet. <laughs> just, uh, just a heads up. I no longer want this planet to burn. Uh, I am now declaring myself eligible to be drafted as a Major League Quidditch player. Uh, I will play as oh, anything. That's amazing. Sorry, I will play it, as your water boy. I will play as your fluffer. Is, uh, is, this, you, is this you reprising the role of the the Joker in the Dark Knight? Where if he, after he burnt that hospital down, and he said, "I just want to watch the world burn." If he would have been mm. told about Major League Quidditch, he would have stopped. I yeah, think. 100%. I think if Gotham had a Major League Quidditch team, a lot of their problems would have been solved overnight. I think. Yeah, I would be incredibly surprised if it's not Admirals or Armada. I'd be incredibly surprised if it's not one of those. Two. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think Ad- yeah, it's it's an interesting one. But on that note, the one is uh, Red Hogs because Washington's full of pigs. Whoa! <laughs> um, Got him. Eagles Suck twenty races sixteen. Uh, yeah, Eagles twenty races sixteen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this was an average game. I didn't think it was much worth talking about. Hmm. Again, my my major point of this game was uh, that the Washington Stadium holds up as as well as its defense. Because I don't know if you guys saw this video, there was a video of the Washington fans. Oh, sorry, the the Eagles fans falling and breaking the stadium, trying to give Jalen Hurts a high five. And he he stood them up and gave them all a group hook. Absolutely, he was he was an absolute G. I watched it a few times because the one person who like fell flat on the face just sort of stays there for a minute. Went, oh god, this is serious. And then as you see Hertz picking him up, he's just laughing on the ground. Yeah. But um, also, as it falls, it falls on top of a cameraman who was crouched there. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. There's also a follow-up picture where they fixed it with zip ties, and I'm just like, yep, that just makes sense. Dickheads. So yeah, it's just um, it's a bad stadium at the end of the day. The most interesting part about this game was the stuff that happened after the game. <laughs> yep, that's just how it is. Their stadium needs an update, to be honest. Badly, given that you know it collapses when someone tries to lean on a fence. <laughs> I think um, that interest- could be said about franchise Any- ownership, yeah, team roster, yeah. fans. Everything. Um, I will make an interesting comment, though. I have just tried to go to WashingtonAdmirals.com, and it links to the NFL Crucial Catch page. Now? Interesting. So, so just just an interesting fact, it now links, links to the NFL Charity page, which makes me think it's even more likely to be their actual page. Um, <laughs> unless a fan, of course, has just gone, yeah, I want to like, link to charity, in which case, good on the fan. Um Moving on from that, we'll move on to the Rams at the Ravens, which was close. Rams 20, Ravens 19. Yeah, this was this was a bizarre one. Uh, Huntley back on under centre for the Ravens. I don't really know what to say. Like This was another game where Matthew Stafford 
through so well and yet only just won a game again. I just don't get mm. how the Stafford left Rams are are going to continue on this 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 path. Like, see, I think they need. I think the Cardinals need to win. LA needs to lose, and then a couple of other results. Sorry, another result in that that division needs to happen for mm. the the Cardinals to win that division. But I just don't see it happening, which means the Rams are going to go through to the playoffs with home field advantage. And I just don't know how they're going to do in the playoffs. Like yeah. this game was just so weird. Um, yeah. I, I was going to say that like I was rooting for the Ravens on this one, just because I, I think that well, I know that Tyler Huntley is a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. And I want it to mm-hmm. stay that way. Um, I think there is actually just a news report that's just come up saying that the next, well, the final game of the, regular season Huntley will still be playing because Jamal Jackson's still injured so yeah. I'm happy about that um, <clears throat> yeah it it was one of them where it's, I don't think it showed that much on red zone either because it didn't seem to be much happening what was it like was there three touchdowns in the entire game and then the rest uh, I think of it there was, was kicks there was f- yeah must have been two touchdowns for the Rams two touchdowns for the Ravens, I think. Hmm. I still, I still find it insane how um, we could end up with a Rams Chargers Super Bowl. Technically, mm. it's, it's a thing. Like <laughs> we could end up with the two teams playing this, uh, playing in the stadium they both are in mm. at the Super Bowl. Very well, their way. Uh, They'd have to go the- very well on the Chargers front. Yeah. There was something that. Um, made me laugh and I don't know if anything like came of it but um, it was quite close to the start of the game mm. um, Stafford threw the ball for Jack's uh, sorry Odell Beckham Jr mm-hmm. who was close to being in the end zone there was three Ravens players blocking him one of them um, intercepted it I'll see if I can find that player at all Interceptions. Oh, Chuck Clark, because he did two on the day. Um, he like landed on the ball, like landed on the ball on the floor, and then went mm. to his knees. And it looked like Odell Beckham Jr. just ran over and just punched him in the asshole. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that one. And I was like, why the <laughs> fuck is he punching it? And then you just saw a Ravens player pull him away, and then nothing came of it. But I was like, I, I don't know, was he like just in the movement, span around and tried to like, was thinking, oh, I'll try and aim for the ball to punch it out, but then. Guy who intercepted wasn't in the same position that he thought he was going to be in when he spun around, or he just got mm. pissed off and went, you know what, I'm going to punch your hole. I think it's a, a mixture of the both. Like he was trying to punch <laughs> the ball out, but also, if anything, you're trying to make sure that the the, the intercepting player is down by contact, so mm-hmm. you make sure that he can't advance anything. Um, so you're probably looking at a two pronged thing of just like throwing a hand and hoping it does anything. Yeah. Um, and the optimal, uh, you know, result of that is not using him like a puppet. It's <laughs> <laughs> a perfect place to segue. Um, moving on to the next game, um, and in good news for Microsoft surfaces everywhere, the Buccaneers won at the Jets. Um, Buccaneers twenty-eight, Jets twenty-four. What did you yeah, think this of was... this game? I kind of enjoyed it because I thought that the Buccaneers are starting to implode. Um, and I thought, to give credit to them, 
New York played really well. Mm. Um, I thought they, they, you know, deserved to be as far up as they were going into the fourth, but just doing literally anything in the fourth quarter would have meant they had the win. Yeah, I, I enjoyed yeah. this for the same reason of like uh, the whole way through the game. I was just going, the, the Jets are going to win. I want the Jets to fucking win this. Yeah. Um, and do, do you think they would have come out with the W if Michael Carter hadn't have tripped over his own foot on that run? Yeah. I think I'll say that because that would have, you know, that if, if, if it hadn't have gone into the end zone, you're looking at a good possession at least um, mm. to continue on that drive and I just think yeah just they just let it down but I've got to say I thought Zach Wilson played amazingly like he had some long, good long throws like you know under centre he played well didn't have any good like carries or anything like that but also just didn't let himself down like I, I yeah, just I mean, thought yeah, zero good... interceptions from him yeah yeah exactly uh, but yet one one from Tom Brady. That's it. Mm. But yeah, I, I've, at the very least, this, this was a very. Oh, the Jets are playing the Buccaneers. The Jets are easily the underdogs. Oh god, yeah, yeah, yeah. The second the Jets start winning, you get excited, thinking the Jets are going to fucking win this. It is a bit <laughs> of a shame. It's Fuck a bit of a Brady shame. And all, the, all the fans start throwing um, broken surfaces at him. Uh, gosh just hope they don't call it the Microsoft playing surface or there'll be real riots (sighs) Tom Brady breaks the field like (laughs) (laughs) just makes it his duty to break the field when he loses Um, but yeah moving on from that one I would say um, onto the Dolphins at the Titans Dolphins 3 Titans 34 End of the Dolphins winning streak, unfortunately. In quite large fashion. Mm. I've got to say, like, whilst I'm not surprised that the Dolphins lost the game, I was really disappointed that they lost it. You know, I was like, I was like, this could be a fantasy, like, come true for a lot of people. Like, the Dolphins coming back from starting off the season one and seven to going on to go into, like, nine and seven or whatever it would have been. Um, to to round out the season. Sorry, it would have been ten and seven. Uh, to round out the season, get into like sneak into the playoffs or something along that lines. I was hoping for that fairy tale story, mm. but obviously it wasn't to be. Time. Like the Tennessee Titans reclaiming the number one seeds, um, making sure to to kind of keep everybody else at bay and just go from there, sort of thing. Um, so yeah, kind of disappointed, but I mean. Fair play to the Titans for putting together an awesome game. Um, not much on the way of throwing, um, as Tannehill only threw for 120 yards, but their ground game was phenomenal. Yeah, and it, well, it, it's not this week, is it? It's um, Derek Henry's supposedly supposed to be back for the playoffs. He so, could be back I, for the playoffs, yeah. I, yeah, I don't think I think there's nothing of him coming back for this last game, but he could be no. back for the playoffs. And if they go in with this sort of same strategy, they're gonna just smash those numbers out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the last game is against the Texans. I wouldn't 
be under you know undermining the Texans because they have toppled some big teams this year. So I would be looking to uh, you know throw out a good game plan, and this this is it. I just would not be looking to risk the health of anybody who's not necessary for you know absolutely mm-hmm. necessary for the playoffs. And if you tell me that you know Derek Henry comes back for week eighteen to get injured and rule himself out of the playoffs, I would rather lose this game against the Texans, accept the number two seed, and go from there into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if they do win against that Texans team, they retain the number one seed and get an extra week to get Derek Henry healthy again. But yeah, um, and then moving on from that, what we got the Jacksonville Jaguars ten at the Patriots with fifty. <laughs> That's a scoreline. Yeah, yeah. I... <sighs> This Patriots team is going to be a problem for teams in the playoff. I keep talking about the playoffs, but it's true. This team is going to be scary and is going to be... Because I say, like they've just got so much to throw out there. You don't know what you're going to get. And I say, I just think a, a Bill Belichick-led defense is always going to throw some stuff at you you don't expect. Hmm. Anything on that, Smith? And not really. Like, just, yeah, just um, this was very expected. I'm kind of surprised Jacksonville managed to get a touchdown in the last quarter. Mm. Um, just the way they were playing, I didn't think they would get anything other than that first field goal. Absolutely. Um, um I do hope that Trevor Lawrence has a better season next season. Because uh, especially this being his his first season yeah. in the F- NFL, he's I I I hope he's doing well. Like he's not completely disheartened. Um, I hope he like you know the whole team trains has him. Maybe get some better players, get some better coaches in. Because um, what's happening with their coach situation at the moment? Um. So as far as I'm aware. They are obviously with their interim head coach at the moment. They are interviewing head coaches, um, or, or sorry, lining up head co- uh, like potential coaches and whatnot to be interviewed for the head coaching position. The biggest name that I have seen so far, sorry, the only name that's piqued my interest is Nathaniel Hackett, uh, who is currently the uh, Green Bay Packers offensive coordinator. So it's going to be a case of, I reckon, late February, early March sort of time, uh, they'll be starting their interview process. They'll have a head coach in place uh, before the draft. So, yeah. 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 I think both of them are first season quarterbacks and... Clearly yep. one is being coached better than the other. Hmm. Yeah, Very well, that's obvious. the thing. Like, you know, out of the two, I would definitely say that, obviously, with their, their kind of drafting position, Trevor Lawrence is the better quarterback. But, again, you're looking at the scheme of Bill Belichick, the the, the play style of him, 
what he has built on offense. And you're looking at Mac Jones in that kind of Tom Brady light situation or where he started. And they're just able to continue where they left off with that kind of whole process. So again, they're going to be a longevity team. Um, but I say like you get some good receivers around Trevor Lawrence, you get a good head coach, you get a good play scheme around Trevor Lawrence. They, they, that Jacksonville team in the next two, three years could be a playoff contender. Yeah. Hopefully. Because then, uh, aren't they one of the biggest, like... Well, not biggest, but one of the big franchises over here as well. Yes. So, yeah, yeah they are the one of the... Sure that have their home, the home thing here, yeah. Moving up. Yep, moving on to the Chiefs at the Bengals. Chiefs 31, Bengals 34. Extremely close. I don't know how I would have predicted this if this was a prediction. No. I Possibly. I think I would have gone for the Chiefs in the first... Yeah, to win. I don't know what the... Was it won by a kick? It was yeah. won by a field goal at the end, weren't it? Yeah. So that um, last drive was uh, like they were on like the five yard line. There was a couple of penalties, and then there was a major penalty right at the end, like where if they'd have kicked the field goal, they would have given Kansas City like forty five seconds or something along that lines to then retaliate. But then there was a hands to the face face mask pulling in the end zone which gave them new set of downs, so they nailed on it, spiked it, kicked the field goal, and won the game. Yeah, yeah, I remember that now because I've, I've never heard Sam curse so much at a TV because he's just saying, just kick the fucking field goal <laughs> already. Um, yeah, it was... I think, obviously, it was, it was lucky and smart at the same time that they got that extra penalty and to waste yep. time, so they had no time to retaliate at all. That's um, it. But yeah, it, it was just one of those games. That, like, if you if you look at that on paper beforehand, this is one of them where like I have no idea what's going to go on in this game. And the two very good quarterbacks. I mean, Joe Burrow deserved to win it just on the fact that he threw almost a hundred and fifty more yards than Mahomes. Yeah, which is ridiculous. <sighs> yeah. Through almost 450 yards in this game, which is, you might know better than I do, um, the leading record uh, or second leading record for most amount of yards in a game, most touchdowns, uh, not most touchdowns, but most yards and touchdowns in a game, I think. It's, it's some kind of record. Um, mm. But yeah, Joe Burrow is... An insane quarterback, and I I thought him being drafted by the Bengals number one was sort some sort of death sentence, um, but to win the AFC North in your first full season, because let's not forget he went out injured last year in a major leg uh, was it an a-, a major ACL and MCL tear, um, came back in record time. Um, and and has won the AFC North in I say in his first full season. Um, I, it's just unreal, it, but in such dramatic fashion. I say this this team is scary, and to say unfortunately, 
that does mean our good friend of the show, Fenners, was wrong about who would win the AFC North. Because they, again, not unsurprisingly, thought that the Bengals would lose this game and then lose their next game um, to to make the, the Browns the, the champions of the AFC North. And, that is... and I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure is this the one that I was messaging you about with um, Joe Burrow celebrating in the changing yes. room? Yes, yeah, and cigars. Was it, was it LSU that he was at before? Yes, yeah, and he honestly looks it does look like a, a grown up muscular version of uh, Macaulay Culkin. Yep, yep. If his parents hadn't forgotten him, and he'd grown up loved. He must. Have, he probably got into football, and then he grew into Joe Burrow. No, no. The alternative, like the timeline is that. Oh yeah, you said that. his Did parents get... abandoned him. Yeah. He went out running, like to go to the supermarket. Got adopted by Peyton Manning, um, and you know became a football genius. Right. Okay. And the rest yeah. is history. I, yeah. That. <laughs> he he got adopted uh, by the Manning family, yeah. and also. Eventually, in that same timeline, that's the timeline where Snoop Dogg got adopted by the Manning family as well. Just like he said oh. in the thing that he wanted to be adopted by the Mannings. Yeah, there you go. And on that note... <laughs> Do you think that timeline didn't have a pandemic? <laughs> mm, I don't know. Kind yeah, of jealous. not, because Snoop Dogg would have been a Manning and nobody would have been looking for chemical warfare because everybody would have just been high. <laughs> <laughs> but they would have been high and really fucking happy because we've got great football on the TV. Mm-hmm. In before someone says weed is a cure to coronavirus. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Snoop Dogg probably would. Um, but we move on to the Giants at Bears. Um, unfortunately, the Bears won. Do we um, have to talk about this game? Shall I just say the score and we move on? Yeah, I think that's for the best. Unless Giants... there's something to say about it. Do you have anything I to, have say to say about it? I don't Good. remember this game. Giants 3, Bears 29. Moving on. Um, <laughs> to the Falcons at the Bills. Um, Falcons 15, Bills 29. Yeah, yeah, this was kind of an unsurprising result. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it looked like they were going to win in the first half. Yeah. Especially when they got that safety, which I thought was amazing. Um, but yeah, just... Matt Ryan got sacked five times. Just move your feet, man. <laughs> I've got to say, though, there was one play where Ryan actually ran it and he got a couple of yards and I thought, oh. He got seven yards on two rushes. Yeah, but, there, you know, he normally he gets minus seven yards on yeah, well, five how, rushes. Well, the thing is, with how tall he is... He could yeah. fall forward and the ball would be those three yards in front. <laughs> yeah. But great game for Devin Singletary, um, who I thought uh, was, was fantastic and almost won me third place in my fantasy football league. Almost. Why almost? He's just not getting enough points. I mean, he put the team on his back, to be fair. Like, two touchdowns under 10 yards. I think he got, like, 23 points. I lost by 17 in the end, so it wasn't all his fault. But, you know, fourth place in my fantasy football league. Not happy. <laughs> Moving yeah, on from um, 
not uh, an amazing you got game by say. everybody else, really. Just Buffalo rushing game, great. And Atlanta can't defend against the rushing game, apparently. And Matt Ryan sucks. <laughs> that is a perfect segue moment. Um, which moves on to the Sunday late window. Um, Houston Texans at the 49ers. Texans 7, 49ers 23. Yeah, I mean, the Texans are going to Texan. Um, San Fran going for a an above-average end of their season. Um, but yeah, I just I say, with, with this game, Trey Lance came in over Jimmy G. It's looking like Trey Lance is going to start in their last game, as Jimmy G still has that thumb injury. Um, so kind of a good season for Trey Lance, I think, because at the end of the day, you don't want to put too much pressure on your rookie but you also want them to get good practice reps in. So I think this is great for him. A uh, good first season. Um, and we'll just see how he goes from there. I have nothing to okay. say on this one. Okay. Uh, moving on to the Panthers at the Saints. Panthers 10, Saints 18. This was hilarious for me because I just remembered that they were paying Cam Newton... They were paying for Teddy Bridgewater, who's Cam Newton's replacement. Then they're playing for Sam Darnold, who's the replacement to Teddy Bridgewater, who's the replacement to Cam Newton, and now Cam Newton again. It just like it was reminded to me when Cam Newton came in for like four snaps or something along that lines, and he just yeah ran. Uh, I I just don't know what this Panthers team is going to be in the future. Just so unreal. Um, but unsurprisingly, lost to the Saints, who really should have put up a bigger performance. Um, Taysom Hill in at quarterback, who I'm still, still not convinced on as a quarterback. Still, like I, I'm still watching him play, and he does make some good plays, and he can sling the ball. But there are just like miscommunications on the field, like the one where he threw it behind Alvin Kamara instead of in front of him. Um, mm. And it's just like it's just plays like that that just solidify that he is not a starter to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I. Yeah. This is just one of those games. I I don't know what's going on with the Panthers, unless that. Uh, Greg says that they're going to lose that game. I, then I know they'll do well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on on with them at all, especially with their quarterbacks. But to be honest, the, the Saints are a bit like what are we doing with our quarterbacks. So they, in that respect, they'd be kind of evenly matched. The only thing that the Saints really have uh, over Carolina is they have a, a decent rushing game with Kamara. But yeah. even in this one, he didn't exactly do much. No, he was stopped at the line quite a few times. Mm. Yeah, it was it was unfortunate for that 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 team, because um, say that like, if they'd been able to get their rushing game on, they would have won by you know at least twenty more points. Um, I say Clearly. I just don't know what this team's identity is. Obviously, you got James Winston who's out injured for the rest of the season. Trevor Simeon who I believe went out injured, but is could start. Then obviously you're going to Taysom Hill. I don't know who else they have or could get in at quarterback to go from there. Um, and I was going to say as well, like clearly the uh, Panthers O line isn't producing at all because Sam Darnold was sacked seven times. Yeah, insanity. 
I think that's the is that the most we've seen somebody get sacked this season in one game. I think in this season for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't remember a bigger. I I know there's been five sack games. I don't know whether they've been. Yeah, six I, I was thinking games. I've I've noticed four off five sack games, but I've never seen seven this season yet. So I think that is the uh, highest sack. Yeah. Oh, moving on from Panthers Saints, we get onto the Lions at the Sea Pigeons. Lions 29, Sea Pigeons 51. Whew. I mean, this was just. This was a boring game. Like, I don't. Like, it wasn't in production, but just there was nothing to win here. Like, mm-hmm. I, I was watching this game, there was nothing to win, and I, so I just had no interest in it. I don't know low, what it was. Low stakes, high scoring game. Well, that's it, that's it. Like, the Sea Pigeons pushed out, Rashad Penny had a great game, uh, proving that if the Sea Pigeons want to, you know, move on next year, they need to build a team build a team around Rashad Penny. Because, as I say, he's just going to be their main rusher. They need to get there, figure out what they're doing. Wilson's saying he wants to stay at Seattle, but I don't yeah, know whether he can. Bring, and, yeah, bring this up. Like I thought, that was a thing that he, he keeps saying that he wants out of their uh, franchise. But I, I know I put it on the story that now he said that he's got a lot more to give to this team, and he wants to do it at Seattle. Yeah, that's it. Like you know, by his actions, by the off season that we had. Last year, I thought he this was going to be his last season. So if it's not his last season, do we think his last? It's Pete Carroll's last season. Um, but either either way, regardless of where Pete Carroll or Russell Wilson are, I think the future of this franchise is building a good running core. And you start with Rashad Penny. Um, he's he's you know the Marshawn Lynch of this team now. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to start with him and see where he goes. And incidentally, just because of Metcalf being on this team, mm-hmm. this is this was the only team where I could have thought of Antonio Brown going. I thought if I felt like if, if I know he's a lot worse than Metcalf in that regards of um, bad publicity and stuff like that, but I, I felt like if coaches can deal with Metcalf, they could deal with Brown as well. Yeah, I mean. I think it depends on who they bring in as head coach. Because they say, if Pete Carroll... If, if Russell Wilson stays, I don't think Pete Carroll can stay. So, I think it, it they would then determine what happens with this franchise as who they bring in as head coach. And if they bring in a good head coach that can handle something like this, sure, you know, go, go for Antonio Brown if you think you can rein him in. I don't know how much they will... Um, you know, instead of trying to draft new talent, I think that I think the biggest thing that Seattle will try and do is take advantage of the draft to get some talent on on the on the receiving core, get a couple of backup rushers, get that O line in shape, get get a defense that closely resembles the Legion of Boom that got them to the Super Bowl a couple of years, like you know five odd years ago, and and then go from there. Yeah. 
<sighs> Unless anyone has anything to say, final game coming up. Final game? Of the yep. late window? Uh, we have, yep. Uh, which was Cardinals Cowboys. This was exciting. Cardinals 25, Cowboys 22. Mm-hmm. Love this game. I thought it was, um, you know, very... It was the game I didn't want to cut away from when which one rewatching Red Zone. Um, hmm. Dalton Schultz proving he's, you know, Dak Prescott's best friend. I think this game, you know, could have been that if if Dak had, you know, if the Cowboys had won this game, I think it would have. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think he's solidified comeback player of the year just with how dramatic his injury was and how well the Cowboys have done to get this far. The you know, the Cardinals helping out the Green Bay Packers, helping them get to the number one seed. But yeah, I think this was just an overall fantastic game. In all honesty, I feel like I haven't watched this game yet. <laughs> okay then. No, like I thought I'd watch them all, but this must have been when like we turned it off to play Mario Party or something for a bit. And maybe I missed it and I thought I'd watch them all. Hey, Smith, know... do you want to uh, do a, a an NFL podcast where we review the football games <laughs> of every single week? Yeah, I'd... sure. I don't think I watched this. <laughs> yeah, well... I know I watched Red Zone and I, I watched the freaking Packers game. So I know we came back to it. And I, I knew the score of this. I don't remember watching it at all. It's one of those oh, games that is so exciting it causes amnesia. Well, it's either that I was just really drunk and don't remember it that way. Or you just passed out from the excitement. Mm, possibly. On that note, though, <laughs> we move on to the actual final game of all of the games. Mm, um, nope. Hmm? Not the final game of all the games. Oh, no, wait, yeah, because we've already covered yeah. Packers. Vikings, yeah. We have covered nope. the Packers, but I'm yep. going to say it again because of the scoreline. Vikings 10, Packers 37. Woohoo! Um, so, the final game after that is the Browns at the Steelers. Browns 14, Steelers 26. Yeah, so this was a weird one. Um, supposedly, Ben Roethlisberger's last home game. Last game at Hearns Field. So, they made a real spectacle of that. Um, just a quick question for you, Smith. Um, TJ Watt, overpaid? Overrated? What do you think? Do you know you've brought this up to me in the past and I said, mm-hmm. I am allowed to change my mind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll go back on my words. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, I just doing like, I just like doing check-ins with you just to see, you know, because I'm never gonna let that go, um, and that's that's what I mean. All right, no worries. Okay, just <laughs> do you want to answer the question? Like, what do you think? Do you have a good game? Do you have a bad game? You can go back to one of the previous episodes and find the answer okay. there. All right, cool, 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 cool. Okay, we'll go back to the episode where you said he was overpaid and overrated. Then. <laughs> um. That's completely that. fine. If you've, you, there'll be an episode after that where I say that I, I go back on my, what I said and all that. <laughs> but you can go and find that, and then at the same time, it will get us more listeners. There we go. Just, just to remove this incredible tension. Um, <laughs> um, that is the scores of the doors. That is the scores on the doors. Uh, great season. And, oh. oh, just, just one interesting fact as well about TJ Watt as well. Mm-hmm. Did you what? Because um, I was going to bring this up in one of our like side episodes, but I just thought I'll bring it up now since you're trying to call me out for doing that. Mm-hmm. And everything. Yep. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> TJ Watt has 21 and a half sacks overall mm-hmm. this season so far. Still got another game to go. Mm-hmm. He has, at the moment, 4.5 <laughs> more sacks than an entire defense of a team. Do you know what team that is? I feel like it's going to be uh, a team that's very close to my heart, and I feel like you're trying to trying to dig that. Oh no 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 no! I'm not trying to like fuck you over or anything like that. I'm just oh, okay. like, well, to, to be fair, I was like I was surprised at some of the teams who were like high up with the amount of sacks they've got overall yeah. this season, but the team with the lowest amount. Um, I'm going to say with... the team with the lowest amount is going to be either the Lions or the Falcons. Um, let me just I guess I'm, I'm gonna guess that then it's neither of those. The Lions do have the second lowest. Oh, okay. Um, they're, and they're they're drawing with the Jags at twenty six. But with only seventeen sacks this entire season, which is four point five sacks less than TJ Watt, a person on their own, it is the Falcons' defense. Oh, I called the bottom two. <laughs> yeah. That's insanity. Wow. Like wow. I, because wow. because of how high a number it was, I went through all the teams and looked at how many sacks they'd done combined this season, thinking he's got to have done like more on his own than at least one team, and he has, and he's only what 3.5 sacks away from no 4.5 sacks away from drawing with two other NFL teams. That's insanity. I know. So, uh, in conclusion, he should be paid more. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Fair enough. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Wow. See, I've, I've done my research to make an informed decision now. Yeah, Rather okay. than just going, sports person paid too much. Fuck you. <laughs> paid person should get sack every single game. Wait, yeah. finishes a 17-game season with over 20 sacks. Me no like computer maths. Yep. Him have too much money. Me never have much money. Yep. Me got paid before Christmas. Me already broke. <laughs> <laughs> Ditto. Um, but uh, on that front, we move on to an incredibly large segment, even though we're an hour and a half in. So let's just... Before we do that segment, let's just do a quick roundup of the playoff picture. Go for it. And I'll do a very quick playoff picture. Mm-hmm. So, eliminated from the playoffs for definite so far are the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Houston Texans, the New York Jets, the Denver Broncos, the Cleveland Browns, the Miami Dolphins from the AFC, from the NFC, Detroit Lions, New York Jets, Carolina Panthers, Seattle Seahawks, Chicago Bears, Washington Racists, Atlanta Falcons, Minnesota Vikings, all eliminated. The number one seed in the AFC remains with the Titans. Number two is the Chiefs, three in the Bengals, four in the Bills, five of the Patriots, which could be a very interesting flip this week if anything goes wrong, bad, good, or bad for them. The Colts have the sixth seed, and the Chargers squeaking in with the seventh seed. Moving over to the NFC, Packers, woohoo! Go Pack Go, have the one seed. Uh, guaranteed, nobody can take it away from them. Rams in the two seed, the Buccaneers in the three seed, the Cowboys in the fourth seed. How this could play out, 
obviously this week with the Cardinals, the Rams, we just don't know. Cowboys, as I say, with the fourth seed. Cardinals with the fifth. 49ers with the sixth seed. And the Eagles with the seventh. Very interesting stuff over in the NFC. Great stuff going on there. So, yeah. Cool. Oh, dear. On to the predictions for this week. So, as we alluded to, I think we alluded to it we last week. This week, we are going to predict every single game <laughs> in the NFL. I don't think it was mentioned as well when we did our three predictions from last week. Yeah. That because of the predictions that we did, and you got one wrong, we are now fully on a tie. Yes. Is it 20... Yep, 27-27. 27-27. It's exactly how we wanted this to end. Yeah, <laughs> like, so we are going into game. week 18 of the NFL, completely level on points. And the way we're doing it is that Scruffy has done a random number generator, given us eight teams each. Yep. Sorry, eight games each. So uh-huh. Smith has eight games, I have eight games. And we're going to run down those games. Now, obviously, unlike the normal week, when this is a complete surprise to us, they are given to us as you hear them on the podcast. That's the first time we hear them in reality. Nine times out of ten. I think there was one week where I accidentally peeked at the sheet uh, beforehand. (laughs) But I didn't do anything with that. We're not supposed to look at the sheet beforehand. I never do. I mean, it doesn't really matter if you do. It's just nice no, that no. you don't, I guess. I, That's seen, how I look at it. I've had it open once as Scruffy was writing the predictions out. <laughs> that he was choosing that week, and I was like, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> but given that this is such a monumental task this week, we have been given uh, mm. more notice and able to kind of plan out how we're going to do it. That being said, I still have done only a minimum amount of research so uh-huh. that it's still within how I would normally like to predict the teams. Yeah, I, I will say just before we do like give our actual predictions as well. I don't know if you did it, but like the first time I saw them, I wrote down a quick just go, yep, 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 and then over the course of it, like the last games, I've been obviously watching them, thinking I might change those two round or something like that. Yeah. After I'd done mine as well, I also predicted your lot. <laughs> Oh really? Uh, okay. I also like looked at your lot and was like, okay, that 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 that. Be interesting to see if it lines up. I, mm. I haven't predicted any of yours, so, so I was, yeah, I was wondering if you'd had a look at mine at all. Uh, only on the basis that they weren't mine. Okay. <laughs> you just you just looked at them and went, ugh. Yeah, get no, away no. from mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. There's no packers here. <laughs> on the positive side, yes, the random number generator did actually for once favour you, Greg. I know, right? Gave you the Packers. Yep, there you go. The Lions will win the game. Oh, you eat my ass. (laughs) Gladly. Oh, okay. It's my resolution for this year. (laughs) (laughs) To eat more ass. (laughs) Okay, then. So, Scruffy, why don't you run us down? So, I'll run down, and so I'll basically start with yours. Okay. Um, Because it is the first on the sheet. Um, And. I'll basically go in individually and basically you just give me the response with a quick. Yep. So here's why. So starting with yours from the top, Colts at the Jaguars. I'm going to go with the Colts. Um, okay. I think this is a pretty simple one with the way that Jacksonville have been playing versus how 
the Colts have been playing with their offense, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I think Colts are going to win it. Okay, Chiefs of the Broncos. No, uh, no, 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 we're not doing all of mine. I thought we, oh, we? we were going to do one and one. Well, I've said it now. <laughs> so no. we're going to do... No, 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 oh, no, no, we're not. No, oh, no, no. Best no. the Vikings, Smith, go. <laughs> is, is he shouting at me now? Yes, Bears at oh, the Vikings. Right. Oh, Bears at the Vikings. Vikings. Fuck the Bears. Okay. Good. You did. Yeah, Vikings to win. Back to Greg. Chiefs at the Broncos. Um, I think the Chiefs going to take it. Uh, I think that that offense has got a resurgence. I think um, you know Patrick Mahomes has got that going. I think their defense has also stepped up enough as well. And also, I just think the 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 Broncos have got nothing to play for at the moment. So. Fair enough. Patriots at the Dolphins, Smith. Patriots. Okay. Are you going to give any reasons for your Yeah, I mean, if not, it's fine. Just, but... Have you heard my lineup? There is there's no reasons needed. Uh, right. Here, but the, but the, the Dolphins first two had a seven-game win streak. Are you seriously... Yeah, and then uh, in yeah, the same week, it. the Patriots put up 50 points against yeah. who they were yeah, playing. That is then point. say that! Let's, let's add a bit of pizzazz. Let's add a bit of cinnamon. Let's add a bit of sugar. Patriots. <laughs> hey, okay, even that was bad. There you go. Yeah, that, that's a good idea. Um, Steelers at the Ravens, Greg. This was a tough one to predict. But I think I'm going to go with the Steelers because of the way that, that defense stepped up like this week. And I just think that the Ravens are a good team. I just don't know where they've got enough at the moment. I think they've mm. kind of fallen off a cliff. Okay, Washington at the Giants, Smith. Uh, I would go with Washington with this one. Um, just how poorly the Giants have done, just done this entire season, and then that last game was just oh god, it was abysmal. Mm. That was against the Bears, who I think <laughs> the Vikings can beat. So yeah, mm, not good. Sea uh, pigeons at the Cardinals, Greg. I think the Cardinals are going to take this one. It's going to be a closer game than I would have said at the start of the season, but mm. I think that Seahawks rushing game has only got so far to go. Yeah. Bengals at the Browns, Smith. This was the only one that I slightly struggled on. Because for me, Bengals was the offense. Browns mm. was the defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But given how Joe Burrow has been these past few games... I will stop you right there. I'm going to give you some insider information. Joe Burrow will not be starting this game... Uh, they are going to rest him for the playoffs. Ooh, there we go. Got to have the insider information. I think Baker Mayfield's out as well, so it's going to be Case Keenum versus whoever the backup is for the Bengals. Ooh. So I don't know if that changes anything for you. I'll go with. I was going to go Bengals, but if Burrow is out, mm-hmm. I know. I know they've still got like the the weapons on the running game as well. But I feel like the the Browns defense may be able to stop it a bit easier, so I'm I'm gonna go Browns. Mm, okay. Mm, okay. Okay. Saints at the Falcons. Saints. Greg. I'm not even gonna entertain the idea that the yeah. Falcons can <laughs> That's fair. win. Uh, like, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I thought that as well, but then I remembered that the Falcons have already beat the Saints once this season. Yeah, I I don't like precedent would say absolutely. But I just think the way the Falcons played last game versus the way the Saints played last game, the Saints could have done better, uh, whereas the Falcons, I don't think, could have done. <laughs> and against that, that Saints defense done well. So I think the Saints defense is going to be able to shut down the Falcons. 
Moving on from that one, Jets at the Bills. Um, honestly, given last week's performance, it was pushing me a bit more to the Jets, but because it's against the Bills, I don't think they'll do it. So I, I would go. I'm going Bills with this. Yep. Titans at the Texans, Greg. Titans um, to win. I think they're going to be playing. They're going to really be pushing for that number one seed. Um, and I think whilst the ti- the Texans have had good games, they've they've been a Titan killing kind of team this season. If anything, I just don't think they're going to be having the longevity to go this this far. Yeah. Forty Nine ers at the Rams, Smith. Is he thinking about it? Or? Yeah, I'm. I'm this. <laughs> because like the, the Bengals and the Browns and the 49ers and the Rams are the only two that I like felt undecided on. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, yeah, definitely the Bengals. And now with that new information, I've gone the Browns. Okay. I feel like the 49ers and the Rams both have decent defenses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the only thing I can think of on offense for both of them, because I don't think either of them are special in that regard, is Cooper Cup for the Rams. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a bad shout. So I'm just going to go with Rams for it. Okay, let me just write that down. Um, I know what you're probably going to say, Greg, but Packers at Lions. Yeah, so it... It completely depended on the press conferences that went around, because um, obviously there's the narrative that now they've locked up the number one seed with the Packers start their starters. Um, Matt Lafleur has confirmed that they are going into Detroit to win this game, so yeah. they are going to win this game. Um, I think that the the Lions have had a rough season. They sh- deserve to have won a few more games, but they're not going to win this game. They're going to finish off like two and fifteen, I think it is. Oh, sorry, 2-14-1. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, so that is a Packers to win. Cowboys at the Eagles, Smith. Um, <clears throat> Cowboys. Uh, I don't... I think the Cowboys have dropped a bit offensively, bleh, offensively in the most recent of games. Mm-hmm. And the Eagles have picked up a bit, but I still don't think the Eagles have picked up enough to okay, win, so especially Cowboys. against the... Uh, Cowboys defense um, with the amount of interceptions. Um, Cowboys to win. F- is it Trayvon Dix? Yeah, Trayvon Dix has. Okay. I'm, I'm predicting that they're gonna try and try and do one or two hail mary plays or long passes to try and beat the defensive line, and then it's it's just not gonna go that way. Fair play. Cool, and then the final one for Greg, Chargers at the Raiders. This was the most difficult one, because every time I've been confident that the Raiders are going to lose, they win it. But also, the Chargers are that team where Mm. they can look the better team on paper and completely throw a game away. Um, I struggled with this one for quite a while. Um, Mm. I am going to say I'm going to lock in the Chargers, just because I do believe it in what the Chargers can do when push comes to shove um, rather than what the Raiders have done this season. Yeah. Cool. And then the final one for Smith is the Panthers at the Buccaneers. 
Um, going to go Buccaneers on this one quite easily. Yeah, they're just a dominating team compared to the Panthers. I don't yeah. know what the hell has happened with the Panthers this season. They definitely should not have won as many games as they have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But Can I say it, something that might make you change your mind? What? I think the Buccaneers are going to win as well. Oh! oh, 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 oh. I thought you were going to jokingly say Antonio Brown isn't playing or something. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> um, and I'll, I'll just say as well, um, your predictions, mm-hmm. the only one that I'm not matching with you on is the Steelers-Ravens game. Oh, really? Mm. I think the Steelers... like put their all out on this last game for ben, Big Ben's last game at home. Yeah. And they're, they're just not going to... Yeah, they're not going to have that that energy and push behind them because they're, they're an away game. Whilst I don't disagree, I will say that Steelers-Ravens is a massive, massive game in mm-hmm. the AFC North. Like, big rivalry there. So I think whilst I agree with you that... Uh, a showing at Heinz Field for Roethlisberger's last game. I still think this is a big enough game that they're going to be a lot of the players are going to be all in on trying to beat the Ravens on. And the yeah. fact that um, Lamar Jackson is still out yeah. made me go with the Ravens. Um, the only thing I, I will say as well is the only other one that I was a bit unsure of was the Chargers Raiders game, like you said. Yeah. Where to me it was like, okay, I would definitely go Chargers. If the Raiders win, they will do it exactly what they've done most games this season, where they win by a kick. Yeah. Um, but I think the difference between the Chargers and the Raiders is, I think Carr's a bit of a similar quarterback in mm-hmm. the fact that he, he he wants to do the long passes. I, I don't have any memories of him sticking these short to medium throw quick throws in mind at all. And if he can't get them off, he throws to the sideline. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, whereas... I, I... Herbert seems to actually complete them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in my head, I think the way that the the Raiders have been playing, they've been playing a very good schematic game, whereas the Chargers are very much, they try to scheme it up, but then a lot of their plays, and again, like we said it last week, me and Fenners agreed, John, Justin Herbert is very much a Brett Favre kind of quarterback where you put good you know good receivers around him he will try and find them and make those big plays big sling up the up the up the field sort of thing and i just think that will if he curbs that in well enough or makes sure that if he's hitting those throws perfectly he can he can make a big career out of that and he'll be a very successful quarterback I think the only ones out of your predictions that I was on the fence about was Patriots Dolphins because I just I still want the mm. Dolphins to to win. I See, that's one, but nice not one. think. Yeah, it's like um, I want I want the Falcons yeah, to beat the yeah. Saints again. Yeah, but I don't think they will. <laughs> no, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and I was anymore. on the fence the same way that you were. 49ers Rams. Um, because I think the trouble is with this, both teams have got something to fight for in this game. You know, if 49ers mm. win this, they stay in that quite kind of that that playoff race. Whereas if they lose that, they can potentially lose out to the likes of New Orleans or uh, sorry, it's only New Orleans actually. 
Um, so, you know, there's still something to play for there. Because if New Orleans wins, they throw themselves into that mix to the point where, like, potentially they can lose our place to it. Yeah. I think those two in the NFC are the only two teams that can flip-flop, whereas Philadelphia have clinched the playoff. San Francisco and New Orleans are the only teams that are in that hunt for it. In the AFC, it's a much bigger picture. In Pittsburgh can still make the playoffs. Vegas can still make the playoffs. LA Chargers can still lose their place in the playoffs. And Colts can still lose their place in the playoffs. So, yes, it's a much riskier situation. Yeah. But, like, just in, in regards to the discussion of, like, yours to mine as well, like, obviously, I, I'm struggling a bit with those two specific games. Yeah. What would you have thought about the Bengals and the Browns, knowing what you know as well with Joe Burrow not playing and uh, the Browns quarterback not playing? First I agree with you. I think um, the, the thing is, the trouble is when you're looking at those quarterbacks on merit, Case Keenum has the most experience in the league. Um, so he can he can he can make an impact on the game to the point where he he plays a good if not better game than Baker Mayfield. I think Brandon Allen is untested in as a starting QB, um, so mm-hmm. I would worry about him. If I were the Browns, I would continue a game plan of pressuring the QB and going from there. Because you look at the Browns' defense, you got Jadavian Clowney. Um, and, and you know Jarvis Landry no it's not Jarvis Landry is it uh, that's the receiver can't remember the other guy's name but that, that kind Garrett. of that's it Miles Garrett yeah there you go um, that that rushing core that, that kind of pass rushing core like you just can't you couldn't put them in a better position to lock up a game so I would have agreed you, with you on the Browns but I again it was one of those difficult situations where if the Bengals were playing their starters, the Bengals take it. Yeah, because it was one of them as well. Like in in the same sort of sense of like the 49ers of the Rams, I think yeah they both have good defenses. But the only thing I can think of offensively is the Rams Cooper Cup. Yeah. Um, with Browns and Bengals, the two the things that I can think of with the Bengals is like Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase. But I feel like they need Burrow to play in order to make them good. And I'm assuming possibly one or both of them are, are not playing as well if they're saving them for playoffs um, i don't know i haven't heard anything about it the only thing i know of is because for the final two snaps of uh the offense joe burrow wasn't on and then because he tweaked his ankle or his leg so they wanted to rest him for the rest of the game so that's why obviously what they sent brandon allen out um and then they've announced that they are resting him for this game. Because I say, like, there's not much... I mean, obviously they can go down to the fourth seed if they lose. But you're then... you. It depends on how that Patriots-Bills game goes. But at the end of the day, you know you're going to be playing in the week in the wild card weekend. You know you're playing that weekend. So yeah. why not rest up Joe Burrow to make sure he's good for that game? Um rather than getting him even you know an even bigger injury in the last game where it doesn't matter because you know you're going through to the playoffs and and you know then not having him for those playoff games so i agree with their decision 
Is there any of those ones that I've decided on that you haven't agreed with, or is it is it just the Patriots? So I say the Patriots. I don't. I don't I say. I think they will win it, but I just want the Dolphins to win it more yeah, than anything. Yeah. Um, th- there are definitely games that can be upsets. I think the Cowboys Eagles game could be a potential upset. Um, maybe the Cowboys have decided, oh, we've got really nothing to lose here by not winning it because obviously they've locked up their division. They are the fourth seed. It's unlikely that they will advance higher in that. <laughs> so seeding wise, there's not much to play for. So I think the Cowboys could take their feet off the gas. So then that leads you into an Eagles upset as they're still, you know, they could still move up in the seeding. Um, there's, you know, other than that, I think there's there's some lockout games this week. Oh, and that is all the games locked in. Yeah. So running down from the top, just as a final point, because we are very far into this episode. We knew we would take a good couple of hours on this one because there's so much to go through. Oh, Greg's Brunt, Colts to win, Chiefs to win, Steelers to win, Cardinals to win, Saints to win, Titans to win, Packers to win, and the Chargers to win. On Smith's front, the Vikings, Patriots, Washington, Browns, Bills, Rams, Cowboys, and the Buccaneers to win. There you go. I... The odds on you getting all of those correct is on the right, which is 212.84 to 1. Stick a fiver so, on it. <laughs> it's a thousand quid. I like those odds. Yeah, yeah, I actually quite like those odds. It's a thousand quid out of that. <laughs> the fiver. I'd put £212.84p on it. So twenty. What is that? Like, stupid amounts of money. And on that note... Yeah, on that note, um, the only thing that's left to say from us is watch out for some extra content that's coming this week as we are doing the Brick Cave Blitz Awards. Um, roughly early week uh, coming up, we are going to do a, a nomination show where we announce the categories that we are giving out awards for. We've each got one or two nominations for each. Um so watch out oh, for that no. as we have a bigger discussion. Invite some guests potentially to come on, discuss our dis- uh, nominations with them, and go from there. So we will be recording that tomorrow, I probably reckon, and releasing mm. it uh, early next week. Anything to say on that, lads? Nope. Fantastic. Uh, no, I was just going to say that the fact that you say, oh, I've got one or two each. There's ones where I've got like. 12 players on no 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 that i need to you no, whittle I, I, that I need down to, i got to whittle it down i know but that, that they're my like first rounds go okay these are what i'm picking from yeah yeah now i've i've kind of kept myself to a strict kind of only think about the two standouts don't don't keep listing off players because i say i could have listed off players till the cows come home but i've tried to try to do it in a kind of fairer way as well but yeah it's but that's going to be a recording for another day, a discussion for another day. So, as usual, from me, the unusual Greg, on Twitter and Instagram, I am the unusual underscore Greg. That silence uh, was Smith. I'm I'm Smith. <laughs> DRS underscore nineteen ninety four on Instagram. You um you did yours in a a weird order. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it took me a second. Why not? Right, uh, I've got, to, I've got to flex it up. I've got to change I thought, it no, up. I've, I've got I thought, a bit I thought because you missed out the underscore, it. you were repeating what it was on again. So that's what I was waiting for you to do. But um, yeah, DRS underscore nineteen ninety four. That silence was scruffy. Yeah. 
know, and Scruffy just Scruff Lord on Twitter, but that's people usual, don't follow me. And if you want to follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram, it is Brit Cave Blitz. As usual, I say it every week, but that story on Instagram is straight fire, chef's kiss, all of those analogies. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's I, I my, watch I it nearly say, every day. Because it relates to this, this episode as well. My favourite thing that I put on was just that, that um, t- I think it's a TikTok that I shared from somebody where it's like the Buccaneers coach being like, yeah, yeah, you know, you're doing good plays to Antonio Brown. And then it cuts to him like taking his shirt off the pitch. And he goes, well, your clothes are. I said that to you. Yeah. You just said that exact same time. It's decent. Oh, that was perfect. Yeah. Thank you for listening to another episode. Again, we are going to try and whittle these episodes down for the postseason because there's going to be less games to talk about, but hopefully we'll talk about them in a bit more detail. Um, so yeah, postseason content's going to be carrying on as usual, talking about the games, uh, talking about the postseason as it comes in, wildcard weekend coming up, looking forward to that. So from us, it's good old Go Pack Go, and see you next go. week. Go Pack! <laughs>